You are listening to the Pro Ecclesia podcast from the Truett Church Network. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. So I'd like to talk logistics a little bit. I think for the pastors and, and ministers that are listening, which is most of our audience, they're probably going straight to, okay, how does this work out? How does this do it? So I'll ask a few questions. So first, how did the, does the team decide? How do you decide on a text or a series? Um, how does that come about? Is that retreats? Is that, how does that work? Hannah, go. <laughs> so the way that it typically works, it's it's been different a little bit from the time that we do it. But basically any person on the team is able to put together a series, um, whether it's like a topical or a specific, you know, just whatever that looks like. And then we'll we'll send it out to the team um, to look over. And so then when we meet each week, uh, if it's like, hey, this is a this is a topic that we're going to go over, then we kind of look at it. We we tweak some things if necessary. We ask questions. We we try and poke holes in it. Hmm. Um, and then usually whoever's written it goes back and does a rewrite of some sorts. Um, and we do that a couple times, usually depending on what it is. Um, and so we got it to a place we like it, and then try and fit it in somewhere. So, so generally the culture is a, a, a series approach. And so y'all are developing those, what, a month ahead, six months ahead? How, how does that happen? <laughs> a week or two ahead? The goal, the goal is three months out. Okay. We have rarely ever hit our goal. Yeah. Um, like right now, uh, we're sitting here at the last day of August and um, we've got through, we've got the November and December series on the board. Yeah. We thought we had October going. We were working on something for October. And yesterday we just decided to really just flush it and not do that series. We were trying to put together and it just wasn't working. Yeah. And we couldn't figure out how to do it. So we thought, uh oh, maybe we're just not supposed to do it. So we pulled it off the board. And so we're kind of thinking, okay, you know, we're a month out here from October. What are we going to do? But we'll figure it out. Um, But you're not having, no one's having to write four of them. So it takes a little pressure off to work behind when anybody's welcome to come up with an idea and flesh it out and bring us the scripture text to go with it and the theme interpretation that goes with it and all that. And we're not writing the sermons that way. We're looking at the series itself, usually a four to max six part series is how we do it. And um, again, we probably are pretty New Testament dominant we need to add a little more old testament in i don't know if that's unusual but that's kind of where we are often and um so uh we but when this might be important for your listeners to know we when we preach we preach that on a sunday both rooms are hearing the same theme or series from the same passage of scripture and the same kind of ideas but we're the preacher in that room is writing his or her own sermon. Okay. So we share ideas all along. Hannah and I preparing for this Sunday, this morning, shared some ideas by text back and forth, uh, asked each other some questions, some good hard questions about something in the text. And so we do that throughout the week. Um, and we try to wrap it by noon on Thursday, get the outlines to everybody on the team and everybody on the team gives feedback, questions, pushbacks, what we call flags, green flags, yellow flags, oh, red flags. And <laughs> yeah. for me, I will just tell tell you now, for me, that's almost always, I have been in my 60s, have violated the urban dictionary somehow, some way, 
and these younger guys have caught it and said, Pastor, you can't say that. <laughs> this doesn't mean what you think it means. no longer mean what you think that means. And so that's that's actually probably the most common thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and grateful. And there's yeah. been a time or two when they didn't catch it because I <laughs> I just on the fly added it on a yeah. Sunday morning. And in between sermons, they would come to me and go, Pastor, you can't do that. Because <laughs> Twitter's blowing up, <laughs> you know. So anyway, so in oh go ahead, Josh. Well, and I think even if we did want to preach the exact same sermon, it wouldn't work between the two rooms. Mm, great uh, point. Because of uh, church background, uh, church exposure. Um, if we did want to paint it in broad strokes, the classic venue orchestra led is more heavily church than yeah. the modern. That's not true in the nitty gritty, but. Um, that also determines what illustrations we use, what issues we touch or don't touch, uh, because of we got 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, and so uh, even if we did want to, it, we would have to write our own sermons. Yeah. yeah. So creative collaboration, a lot of collaboration, but at the end of the day, Hannah's writing the sermon she's going to preach, Absolutely. David's writing, Absolutely. and you're, you're doing it with a specific service in mind, Absolutely. you know, the people in mind, which is what preaching is right i mean it's you're yeah. preaching to people that you know and love yeah. um so y'all, y'all mentioned a little bit of this walk me through like the weekly sermon prep process so monday morning sunday's coming again what does that weekly process look like of developing that that creative process together yeah so we we have the text we have the theme uh and really it's up to i think the individual and their own process uh, some some have very dedicated hours i know just as an interim, my hours are different than, uh, you know, theirs. And so Monday, you're turning towards the text, you're having some conversations, and you've had conversations now for weeks in advance, which is a really fun part of, we're going to bring up a series, we're going to hash it out two or three times before it's finalized. Then we're going to have some artsy people come in and produce a video or some kind of bumper video um, for us that give, I think for me, a really visual understanding of where we're going we're going to talk about that uh, and so then the week of we've had all this kind of build up and and you're studying you're reading and that sort of thing you put your pen to the paper um, you know by Thursday it's in everybody's hands and everybody sends their emails back to you with their thoughts and in constructive uh, rarely rarely is it just demonstratively don't do this mostly it's have you thought about this and, and um, and then you have the rest of the weekend to kind of flatten that all out and make sure we're, we're good to go. And, um, come Sunday morning at seven o'clock for staff meeting, we're, we're ready to go. Yeah. So y'all, do y'all meet in person about it during, or this is all during the week, or this is mostly through email and text and things like that? Yeah. So, uh, really the first thing we do early in the week, especially is we, we take time to, uh, review Sunday sermon. Okay, so we actually get together on Monday afternoon, and um, we each have watched uh, both sermons from the previous day. Uh, even if it was our own, we've gone back and watched it on video, which I will just say is the low point of my entire week. <laughs> yeah, uh, watching yep. myself on video, and uh, but we do this every week, and. Um, then we, um, when we get together, we pray together, and then we kind of dissect the classic sermon uh, for a few minutes, um, and then we switch over to the modern and dissect it, 
and ask questions and say, hey, we think this worked great. Kind of, you know, what were you thinking here? You know, what were you thinking? You know, uh, you know, but not, not quite like that. But anyway, um, in, uh, you know, what resonated, what resistance we felt, uh, even in our own hearing of it. Um, and so we take time to do that. Yeah. And um, I think that's really important part of the craft building that we're doing, uh, trying to just really develop this craft of preaching and communicating. And um, especially when I'm talking to the modern crowd, I am so all ears listening to um, our younger team members. You mentioned earlier the different generations. Right now we have two boomers. David and I are boomers. Jack is this mix of Gen X, older millennial. Uh, Josh is a true millennial. And Hannah is a Gen Z, a Zoomer, and our first female on the team. And I have to tell you, having a female voice at the table in planning, preparing, not just the series, but the sermons, and then in review and dissecting, gosh, that's been great. It really has been something. Uh, because, you know, there's some things we guys just don't see or realize. And our wives try to tell us, but we're not listening to them, you know, so... Uh, we have to listen to Hannah. She's a that was said as a joke, actually, yeah, just in front yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding, Joe. Go ahead. Yeah. Did I buy no, like, the Urban correct. Dictionary? <laughs> so, Hannah, you you were put on this or chosen to be on this preaching team your first semester of seminary. How many sermons had you preached at that point? Um, I think at that point it had probably been less than ten. Okay. Oh, that's um, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah uh -huh. So. It wasn't the first time yeah. preaching, but definitely at this scale. And I think even like not knowing, I had been a part of the church um, in college and that's how I kind of got familiar and, and knew the way things worked here a little bit. But then I think like stepping into the position, not really fully understanding like how big our church is and how far the reach is. Yeah. And it's been interesting to be a part of something that it's a lot bigger than I really understood, I think at first. Yeah. Um, but to Joe's point, I mean, I think it's been incredibly valuable uh, for me to learn from these uh, other members who've been preaching <laughs> twice as long as I've been alive. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Hannah. Yes. Thank you. Bring that up often. Bring that up often. I bring it up often. I do. She does bring that up very often. <laughs> but to have a space where my voice is not only included in the conversation but valued mm -hmm. I think has really been important for me you know and to to have a space where I feel like I can come into these meetings and be able to say well look guys like as a female this is how I'm interpreting this or this is how I'm hearing this um I think is so helpful and um so valuable for me that I feel like that there are women in our church who are who are being included um in this process even if they're not there in the planning yeah that's great i can't imagine uh as a young preacher a better way to learn to preach um regardless of gender than this setup right here to invite seminarians in that's uh that's incredible and it's a great great opportunity glad for you okay now what i know a bunch are thinking is all right this sounds great fantastic what about when you disagree with one another what are you know y'all talked a little bit about kind of some polite disagreements or helpful disagreements that really brought things out how is that either in the critique stage or in the preparation stage? How, how have y'all worked that out? Do you have to call an all hands meeting and say, we need to get face to face or is it a pretty strong email? 
because y'all both preach together and then have to work together on staff. And there is a, you know, a hierarchy on staff at times. Um, that's just natural. How do you disagree with one another? How's that worked out? David, I don't think you've been able to talk much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really, the disagreement is just helping us understand something that we may perceive that we're going to say it one direction, but it could be received in another. Mm -hmm. And so it generally it's an email with um, just uh, someone asking, hey, could you clarify this for me so that I understand exactly what you're trying to say? And so I, I think a big part of it is that we trust that the other people have our best interests mm -hmm. in mind mm -hmm. and they want it to be the best sermon. We don't want to let somebody fumble the ball and then critique them on Monday and go, dude, that was stupid. <laughs> um, we yeah. want to cast them before that yeah. so yeah. that we if we know what's happening, we can go, hey, you might want to watch this. And then it's just a simple, for me, the things that have been brought to me are like a, a wording of something. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's just helpful in communicating from a friend to a friend uh, to help us be the best that we can be. Because what we want is to be able to communicate clearly and effectively on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're helping one another do. And so it, it's, I've never heard anything harsh in an email or in a conversation that would um, make me just stop everything. Um, but it's just helpful nudging and bringing to our attention. Okay, that's helpful. Yeah, I can draw probably from one experience that it's probably not necessarily disagreeing. I think what we would want to define disagreeing and what that actually means. But um, over the summer, I had COVID. My my 20-month-year-old uh, or 20-month-old had COVID. <laughs> Uh, and so to the point of in our quarantine, if I stood up, my baby would start crying. That was a rough week. So I submit a sermon and then get four, three, four emails back of, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Great emails. But in the state of COVID and crying, uh, I wasn't super stoked uh, to, to, to read those. And they came from great places. None of it was negative. Um, but it is one of those where the spirit of it helps so much in that you know come friday when you feel better you go back and go you know what everybody's right i'm going to reorient all of this um in in because the spirit is never combative it's never harmful um it is this uh, just a, a joy um even when it's hard it's a joy to kind of see where you can grow and I don't think a lot of us necessarily have that, even just lay people, anybody that's going to pour into us enough to help us grow in our everyday actions and, and to be able to throw us a, a yield sign before you pull out into that road is a really great thing um, when the spirit is one of building each other up. That does seem like one of the strengths from the outside looking in. And imagine, you know, thinking of how I've prepared sermon series and some with staff, some not. Uh, a, it's really hard to get accurate critique on your preaching. You know, people are either way too nice <laughs> or way too hard, right? Um, you know, or they pick up one thing. Um, you just, you, it's just hard to get healthy critique from someone that knows what they're talking about too in in preaching. Um, and it's hard to know when you're running off a cliff. So you get a good idea, something's happening for a series or a sermon or a point. And you don't even realize how much in reaction you are sometimes to what's happening 
And to have this team approach, it keeps you from running off some cliffs, but gives you really helpful critique from a trusted, uh, trusted friends. Um, I, that, that seems like a real strength of it. Well, and I would say that if I compare it to my experience uh, of early in my ministry days when I was preaching 50 Sundays out of the year, I got the same critiques when I preached, but after I preached <laughs> from the person in the pew, I prefer to hear it from my team members who I know have my best interests yeah. in mind, and they're going to do it with love and never like judgment or criticism. Uh, have you thought about, uh, okay, to my generation, to my gender, this means this, Pastor, so how are you going to overcome that yeah. or you know, you've got a gap here. If you say that, then you're going to have to, that's going to be a rabbit trail. You're going to go, how are you going to get over that? You know, how are you going to deal with that? And it's almost as if they're wanting to learn while and how I answer the question. At the same time, they're helping me learn and grow. And I would rather have it this way. Yeah. That I've got people who were speaking into that before I ever preach. Now, there are still times yeah. when they have come to me afterwards and go, well, that didn't work. You know, so yeah, right, okay. But I would rather hear from them than from anybody out there in the comments of our church. Though I, I love our people and they love me, yeah, most well, of them, but still. Preaching's still living, right? It's a living it thing that's happening and we change it on the fly. And I'm always interested. I, I don't preach with manuscripts a lot, but I generally make one of how different like a transcription of my sermon would be from the manuscript, mm. you know, it's, yeah. so yeah, stuff's yeah, going to yeah. come up. Mm -hmm. Well, Joe, uh, as we wrap up the conversation, kind of any last thoughts on this for those that are listening? Well, I, I know my team uh, agrees with me on this. We would not want to come across as uh, like we figured this out or we've, we've got this down to an art or do it like we do it. That's not the reality at all. We are in the midst of figuring this out. We are, it is live and ongoing, and it's sort of like you know the adage of you know changing an engine out mid-flight. It's always that for us. We're learning and growing all the time. And um, we we you asked something earlier um, that that we probably need to get a lot better at, and that is preparing our series. We probably need to block off some serious time away to do that. And then also we're looking for uh, our next teaching pastor to come in. And we don't know how that dynamic is going to come into play, adding that uh, other person. It's been great with Jack adding in as our interim, but Jack was already a member of the church here. Yeah. And so we don't know how that's going to work and all that. So we don't want to come across as, you know, we've got a corner on the market on this. We, we're doing it day by day, week by week. And it's a lot of fun and very exciting, but we don't have it all figured out yet for sure. That's a good word. And that's definitely the goal of this podcast is to, you know, promote interesting discussions that help all of us think about how to be more faithful practitioners in our own context, whatever that may be. And uh, we'll thank you all for the humility. Um, thank you for your genuine kind of authentic sharing of stories. And uh, we appreciate it.